Anita, how's your mental health? <laughs> Questionable <laughs> at all times. You know this. Yeah. How's the mental health of your children? Um, also a little bit tricky. Can I tell you my experience in trying to find therapists for myself and my kids, Mel? Yes, please. Okay. This is how it goes. You ask around your friends and your family for a referral for somebody who's nearby. You finally find somebody who sounds like they might work for your family. You give them a call and you find out that A, they're not accepting new patients or B, they have a huge wait list. So you start over again and you ask people if they know anybody who would be a good therapist and a good fit. Finally, you find one, you go and you meet with them and you figure out that you don't actually like them that much. But it's been so much work to find somebody who you can go to in your area that you're kind of stuck with them. Well, do you have any ideas for how to get around this? Um, I do, because guess what? I've actually had some therapists that I have found on my own, which involves what you're saying. Sometimes I remember one time I was like three hours in the bathtub on my phone looking through yeah. websites. I was such a prune at the end. But I have also had the experience with working with BetterHelp and it was like, I, I don't want to say too good to be true, but because it is true, but it's like amazing because I was matched with my therapist within 24 hours. And you didn't have to go through all of that other ridiculous process of trying to find somebody. And here's the cool thing too, is if that person didn't work out for you, you can just switch and say, and it's not like you're committing to another years long search for somebody who you're going to jive with. It's true. And I lucked out or maybe just BetterHelp is really good at matching people together because I never had to change my therapist. I loved her. Perfect fit for me. And I know that some of our friends have used BetterHelp and they've had to change therapists and boom, same day can change. Easy peasy. You can ghost your therapist. <laughs> Get a new one. I love this idea. BetterHelp is one of our sponsors. If you use our promo code, trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN, you get 10% off your first month and we totally recommend it. Yes. Get some therapy. That's <laughs> trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN. to our brand new podcast called widow we do now question mark broken heart broken heart oh it's sad <laughs> uh my name is melanie shore and i'm anita coyle and we have a tragic story two tragic stories but let's back up back up we want to introduce ourselves to our probably five listeners that are going to listen to this less than five which may not include your sister. It won't because you're a bad influence, but my mom will listen. Your mom's awesome. I have to tell you the funniest thing that my dad did. What? Last night. Okay. Sorry. We're interrupting the important stuff for this important stuff. So he got an iPhone. He is not, like he's had a phone for a long time and he's even had a smartphone, but he doesn't know how to use it. Right. So I'm sitting there talking to him and all of a sudden he goes, I Skyped somebody. And I was like, <laughs> good dad and he goes on accident <laughs> he's like i had mike on skype and i didn't even know and he was talking to me but i didn't know i was talking to him i'm like good job dad and then he went to hear my little sister 
she had an organ performance, like an organ recital. So they went down to Texas to listen to her. And he's like, and my little sister's name is Melanie. So that's a little bit confusing. But he's like, have you heard Melanie's recording? And I was like, no, I haven't. And he's, do you want to? He said, okay. So he hands me my, his phone, right? And puts it on the voice memos. And I start pushing play. And I'm like, this is an hour and a half. Like, I'm not listening to this right now. And he goes, no, 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 no. Skype it to yourself. Skype it to yourself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, dad. Okay. So um, he's so excited. He's like, yeah, Skype it. Skype it to yourself. So I did an airdrop. And I, you know, dropped to myself. And it was really quick. And he was like, oh, that was so fast. How did you do that so fast? And I was like, I Skyped it to myself. <laughs> it was so funny. And then he says to me, have you ever watched SNL? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, did you see it? And I'm like, well, there's not just an it, you know, he's like, no, 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 no. Did you see the one that they just did? And I'm like, again, there's not just one. And so he pulls up his phone and he's searching for it, but he's just like, just search a Saturday night live, which doesn't really, I mean, there's like tons of stuff anyway. So I had to help him and he had just barely discovered Alec Baldwin doing Donald Trump and he thought it was the funniest thing and he's like that Alex Baldwin he is so good at this <laughs> hilarious I okay. love when parents get techie or not or not when yeah. my parents first got their smartphones yeah they were on their bed with their faces in their phones for hours my sister and I walked by. We're like, what is happening? What are they doing? Hours. You know what they were doing? Like seven hours. They were Skyping each other. They probably were. <laughs> by accident. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were Skyping to each other their information. Wow. Yeah. It sounds kind of like aliens. What aliens so would do. so funny. He's like, Skype it to yourself. Skype it to yourself. <laughs> I'm like, you don't understand what that word means. Sorry. Okay. Back to your story. That's okay. I had to interject with my dad's story. Here's the backstory. I was born in a log cabin in nineteen eighty two. In the plains of Utah. <laughs> so we live in Utah and Anita grew up about six houses, seven yeah. houses down Something the street like from me. Yeah. But we were never friends, never one time ever talked to each other. I knew who you I, I knew your name. Like I knew there was a person named Mel Shore. Yeah. But didn't like know very much about you and i knew that you were good friends with brie our friend brie yeah we had a we had a a mutual beatles friend a mutual friend slash sports friend slash sports friend i played basketball and volleyball you did softball i did softball so brie is the common factor i just didn't play softball and you didn't play basketball basketball yeah or volleyball right yeah i played volleyball did you play volleyball in high school yeah you know, I don't know why I didn't try out for the team. Why? I cannot wear spandex <gasps> as shorts. Yeah. Number one reason. Okay. That's so why we didn't know each other. Dang it. They started the spandex thing when I was there. And they were like full biker shorts. Like to right above your knee. And I remember being so horrified. Like, oh my gosh. And also, when you look back on your body in high school, you're like, what was I worried about? I'm totally. an idiot. Anyway, and they weren't even the booty shorts. And now they are. Now they're the booty shorts. There's no way. Yeah. Even... Actually, there is a way now, I feel like, because I have become less modest, less like I don't care anymore as much. Well, you're also a bike biker. Yeah. So. And a swimmer. And you've had babies. True. So like, Ew. it's all, everything's no everything. big deal. Yeah. And everything's gross. And you're too. a widow. 
definitely right. not a big deal now. Right. Biker okay. Shorts. So long story short, Mel and I grew up incredibly close to each other, but did not know each other. So directly. close. Yes. So close that in fact, one time I crashed into your your curb in front of your house when it was a snowy day what i didn't know that (laughs) when i was going down the street yeah that's funny so right after uh, mel and i connected mel told me that i should totally get a tattoo and i was not really considering it but sort of considering it because it's kind of fun to shock people and i told my sister about it (laughs) and then she she was all like oh concerned and then she <laughs> she thinks Mel's a bad influence on me now because she recommended I get a tattoo. And I don't even have a tattoo, which <laughs> is so the best part. Funny. It's so funny. I love yeah. to shock people. But it's not even that shocking. And it's a, like a joke. But is she still tra- traumatized? I don't know. I Probably. think she still might think that you're a terrible person. That's okay. It is okay. Every neighborhood needs one of those terrible people. And I'm willing to be that person yeah i don't know though it's not that i mean you're not like a killer right right well well you did kill your husband but other than i mean isn't it always the spouse which we know from multiple true crime (laughs) podcasts okay here's my story in a nutshell i went to school high school all the other schools before that Then I went to college. I just want to specify <laughs> yeah. that I was not a college dropout. Or not, I, I mean, a high school dropout. Yes. Yeah. I Sometimes I wonder if I actually did graduate because you can't think did. straight anymore. Yeah. But, um, you have the paper. When I was 19, I got married. I got divorced a few years later. What? Had a series. You didn't know this? I did. Okay. I had a series of like up and down relationships in my 20s, all this stuff. I'm a musician. So my life is a little crazy. I'm out on tour sometimes. I'm It's pretty inconsistent. So not a lot of people know how to deal with me because the place where we grew up, everybody's has like a, has a five. normal job. Yeah, yeah. Like my dad's an accountant. That's totally normal job. Our neighbors are engineers. Yeah. Everybody's home at night. Yeah. So And on the weekends. On the weekends. Like that's when you're yeah. gone. But now I work when everybody else is off. Yeah. So I kind of don't fit in. I never really fit in too much, just sort of. Yeah. Um, but I definitely did not fit in as a 23-year-old divorced girl. I was the first one of anyone that I knew that got divorced. And so I've already been used to kind of being on the outskirts of normality for a little of while. Of society. Of society. So fast forward, I was 33 I met this guy named Scott. We got married. Oh. We were just shy of our second anniversary. Oh. And he died. (sighs) Unfortunately. So my husband died following a tonsillectomy and a deviated septum surgery, which I believe is called septoplasty. Yeah. Right? Anita is a medical person, so she can correct me. Or septal repair. You can call it that, too. Yeah. Scott was a theater director, and he also had a business with his brothers doing some home automation stuff. And he was really well-loved in the music community, theater community, any community he was in. So it was a huge loss, of course. He was 39 years old. It was very traumatic. And I know that I'm just saying this all matter-of-fact 
but that's you get kind of used to that telling the story and not being emotional so um we'll get more into that stuff later but the whole reason for this podcast is so we can share what it's like for us as widows young in widows. our 30s yeah. we are young widows so I'm finding myself again in a place where I don't fit in so yeah it's much different than a divorced 23 year old and it's hard it's super hard so I'm 37 now Scott has almost been gone for two years in one month in one month and three days it'll be two years um what's today it's the third it's Uh, your day i'm sorry yeah i thought it was the fourth i thought yesterday was my day dang it Sometimes we assume that unless we had a huge life insurance payout, we don't really need to know anything about investments or even finances. But guess what? A little knowledge of finances is critical for all of us. Maybe your partner was in charge of that stuff, and now you find yourself making all the decisions. Maybe you're mad about that. Maybe I am. Nicole from the He's Gone But The Money's Not podcast is here to help. She tackles financial literacy by telling the stories of women and widows and finance experts and shares the lessons they've learned as certified financial planners. Whether you know a lot and feel confident in your financial decisions or feel unsure about all of that stuff, there is more to learn. Listen and subscribe to the He's Gone But The Money's Not podcast on all podcast platforms. This ad was paid for by Rock House Financial, an SEC-registered investment advisor. My half birthday was right up the street. What? What's happening? Anita just skyped herself. Skyped myself (laughs) on accident. (laughs) That is funny. It is the third. Dang it! I I was confused. My mom was wondering, is Anita not going to want to do this today? It's the third. I'm like, every day kind of sucks. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I even forget. Yeah. Right. My brain wishy-washy. Yeah, and then it's I like, feel a little bad. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that's my very short story, which we can elaborate on. Of if course. you keep listening. If you keep listening. If Mom, I can. Yeah. She doesn't know how to use podcasts either, We can though. teach her. We will teach her. Our moms are going to listen to this, and not Anita's one sister for sure. By the way, Anita's sister that thinks that I'm a bad influence lives three houses up from me. <laughs> So I'm surrounded. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay, your turn. So this is my story. So Mel and my story actually have a lot of similarities, but it's funny that we have so many similarities, but then so many differences, right? So I also got married when I was 19, but I had a super happy marriage the whole time and it could have gone the other way. I could have ended up divorced when I was 23, but I didn't. So um, I met my husband Jason when I was like five minutes out of high school and we dated for about a year and then I got married when I was 19 and then we just started our like happy life together went to school got degrees um Jason we had some ups and downs like not like in our marriage but just like life you know um we started having kids in 2006 and have four kids they're right now they're 
ages 13, 9, 6, and 3. Um, we just I'm trying to think about like what what we did I don't even know what we did but um went to school I went to physical therapy school Jason wanted to be a lawyer he tricked me because then he became a teacher (laughs) bait and switch right like I thought we were going to be totally rich and happy and then um when we'd been married for five years he got hit by a car riding his bike to work did you know that no yeah so he got hit by a car he was riding his bike to work Got seriously injured, had a traumatic brain injury, broke his ribs, what? separated his shoulder, <laughs> broke his teeth. He lived in crazy town for three months. That's what I called it because he was just like nuts. It was really funny. So that was one of the ups and downs, right? Like that was kind of a little bit scary. But once he recovered, he decided he wanted to be a teacher. And I was like, that's a terrible idea because teachers make like 11 cents. Anyway... So became a teacher, loved his job, loved what he did. It was the best thing for him. And um, then, gosh, like how do you even encapsulate all of this in one short story? So Jason died 10 months ago today. Today is the 10-month anniversary. He, the short version of how he died was he had sudden cardiac death. Nine months nine months how does that make any sense so january january to february february that's to march february march Jan- april may nine june, july august september october okay mel is telling me that i am wrong no offense uh, okay so jason died nine months ago today if you count properly I still think I feel like I don't know because anyway, doesn't matter. Editing. Editing. <laughs> Jason died on January 3rd of this year. So, and the short story or the short explanation of how he died was he had sudden cardiac death from a fatal heart arrhythmia. He was completely healthy and was actually exercising, he was lap swimming. And started feeling yucky and got out of the pool and collapsed and died. And we had no reason to think that anything was wrong with him. And then we found out that he had a heart defect that was making his heart work harder than it should have. And that made his heart muscle irritable and made it have arrhythmias. We could get really technical with all of this information. But it's actually like when people want to hear, they want a short explanation, right? Like in the public... I'm still not even sure what to say to them. I know. I feel like everybody always assumes if somebody dies young, it was a heart attack or suicide or cancer or cancer, brain cancer. Oh, I feel like yeah, super. There's a lot of that glioblastoma. Yeah. So right after Jason died, um, somebody sent me a blog post about something. I can't even remember what it was about. But um, when I read through it, I got to the end and was looking at who the author was. And I was like, I know her or I know who she is because I knew who Mel was. Um, And I actually remember somebody telling me that her husband had died. But I didn't really like latch onto it because I didn't know you. Right. 
I was just like, oh, that's sad, right? Anyway, I saw who had written it, and I was like, oh my gosh, she lives like really close to me. So I sent her an email, and I was like, holy crap, what are the chances that our lives are this similar, and we're and we're like so close in like geographic location right anyway so mel sent me an email back and then we just started texting um one another and just kind of like discussing or supporting each other in the experience of losing your husband when you're not supposed to right yes um and then after a little while just became friends and then we started we we came up with a title for our new relationship yes and we are widow wives which is somewhat confusing I think to our family members they're not sure what it means it's not really helping me out in the eyes of your sister (laughs) but that's fine totally um we now call each other widow wives and um we don't actually know what it means either but we have a really good time making people squirm a little bit about it because they don't know what it means either (laughs) yeah (laughs) so they're like I don't know um anyway and so we were just discussing we've been talking and trying to figure out like what our purpose is sometimes in this experience and so we both kind of landed on making a podcast kind of separately and then kind of came together on it and it was always like can we make it happen kind of as a joke right and then maybe for you we're doing it but everything in my life I feel like is a joke um when I heard that Anita's husband died because I went to school with Jason's little sister right we're the same age she's the one who sent me the article okay pretty sure oh I would like to talk a little bit about when I found out that Jason died I was shopping and my mom met me at a store because I was, we had to do a remodel. I live with my parents now because I can't function. <laughs> and we were looking for some stuff for, for the house and my mom was a little bit late and she apologized and she said, oh, I was delayed because something happened. And I go, did somebody die? Because I always go to that because I always yeah. now go to that. And she goes, yeah, actually. I go, no, who was it? And she goes, Jason Coyle I was like no because I knew Jason's name I knew his sister I knew that you were married to him did you know that maybe you did maybe you didn't you know what it was I did in the back of my mind yeah but there but she told me that um it was Jane's daughter it was your mom's so she made the she she solidified the connection yes yeah so and I was there and I felt a version of what I went through when Scott died, but also this new, weird, horrible feeling that was the empathy part of it. Yeah. Because I was going through, like, with the limited information that my mom had, um, I was going through that, and I'm like, I know what it feels like to get the word, and then she's going to have to go check on this, and she's going to have mm-hmm. to look at it. I And I didn't have those things, but I just knew because you were not in a different state like Scott and I were yeah. when we died. I just, I don't know. And I knew that you had kids. And so I'm going through all these things and reliving trauma, my own trauma, but also kind of taking it on for you. Right. And, and I was 
in that numb, weird kind of feel, feeling that happens when I get into my little grief spells, my PTSD stuff. And I'm like, okay, this didn't happen to me. It's not my, it's not and my And I deal. just kept worrying about you. I'm like, <clears throat> oh no. It was weird. It was like, I knew you were my friend, but I didn't know you. And I'm like, was, this is It was so a premonition. Weird. It was. And I'm like, mom, does she have help? Is she okay? Like, can you please like make sure like, can you ask this 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 and the funny thing was that like a month before I think or two months before I was a guest speaker at our mom's church group oh. about grief I did not know that yeah uh so another lady that lives maybe four houses down she asked me to come speak Karen she oh, yeah. you know Karen yeah. yeah she's cool and Karen has her she's own she's a widow she's as also well widow. yeah yeah um and so we were she asked me to come and and speak about it and it was good because a lot of people don't know what to ask or don't know what's okay to ask and they don't know how to react. And I mean, even those of us going through it, we still don't know sometimes, right. which is why we're having this podcast happen. Right. We're just going to help break the stigma and yes, help everybody to know that there's not a right answer. But one thing that I really remember from that church group meeting is everybody was sharing some instances of when they reached out to somebody in grief and then it, it ended up being a positive experience and a positive reaction. And Anita's mom was the one story that had a negative reaction, uh, which for me was good because I mean, I'd never thought about what it would be like to be a young widow ever. So everything is totally brand new to me. And so it's been eye opening to think, okay, yeah, it is okay to reach out instead of just be quiet. Yeah. But it was good for me to know that there was, there is that side of things where people may react badly. Because I feel like when people approach me, I'll talk about anything. <laughs> it's the word. They're like, okay, They're like, I'm done now. Stop talking. Kind of like right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, she. so she told an experience about somebody that had lost her parents tragically. And, and your mom had seen this lady on a walk later and so she yeah. just wanted to say hey we care about you like thinking about you and the lady her reaction was just like pan like panic and she Didn't started she crying start, yeah she, she started crying and yeah so I would I was thinking about that reaction of for a few months because it was good for me to realize well not everybody needs you to be open all the time about all this maybe yeah. just be aware that there are multiple reactions so then when Jason died I thought back to that moment and I was like, no, now Anita's mom's really going to know what it's like because she's going to have to she's deal gonna with it. She's going to live it. So I kept saying, mom, you need to help her. Mom, can you help Jane? Mom. Ah. And and I wanted to talk to you so bad, but because I knew all the help and all the craziness and you all the get planning. inundated in the yeah. beginning. There's so many people who want to send you messages and talk to you. And it's a little bit much in yes. the beginning. So you, you knew that. Yes. So you're like, I want to talk to her, but also like she probably can't, but I want to be there right when nobody else, when all the people yeah. that are there right now, well, when you can like actually go back to life. listen to what somebody's saying. And yeah. You know. Cause when Scott died, I just kept getting text after text after mm -hmm. text and it's not like you just respond to one text. You have to have a conversation. Yeah. Because I wanted to as well. Because like, you're just in your grief and it's like, what? Yeah. But it's hard because your brain's not working. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is just overwhelming. So I knew that. Yeah. Um, and actually in the store, I started almost crying, but I'm like, no, I'm going to make, make it through. I had a plan to take the dogs to go to this park so they could run around. 
and and I made it to the park, but I just was like sick for you. And then when I got to the park, I had a total meltdown. Oh, yeah. and and I had to leave and and I called my mom and I'm like, Mom, I'm not okay. I'm coming home. When it gets to a certain point, I have to take, you know, some anxiety meds when it gets to like a bad kind of trauma response. So um and then it was weird because it's not like I could tell people, yeah, my friend's husband died. I didn't know <laughs> this girl. I really. don't even know. Yeah. And I'm this girl freaking. that like I grew up with, but we'd never talked. Her husband died. And so I'm not okay. And I can't make it in today. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the response for me, for you, even though we hadn't known each other was very interesting. And yeah. that still happens for other still people. Happens, mm-hmm, like even like I've had three deaths in the last month that are all sudden deaths and it's not like I they're in my daily life one of them I didn't know at all just kind of peripherally one of them I was just working with and that one was really hard and that person um was a little bit closer to me and then who's the other one oh the other one I also had never met but it was somebody that that was close to my sister and so when I went to go show support you know death just triggers certain things and right anyway so that's what's happening but that was where I was when I found out about Anita's husband dying and then I sent you an and email. then she sent me an email and I was so glad yeah. because then, then I you felt like feel weird like I had opened the door yes right and so you weren't worried about yeah like did she I was not actually playing wicked oh and I was checking my phone on at intermission I think and I had the email from you and I was so excited I mean, I was bummed out for you, but I right. was like, yes. Oh, because I just feel like I've, I just, I don't know. For some reason, I'm like, that's my friend, but it wasn't my friend. And now you're my widow wife, whatever that is. <laughs> so it's so funny because now I feel like we're, I feel like we're gathering people to a certain extent. Like, that's how I feel in my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I now know several widows. And we've had a few people who um, we've talked about, like, we need to reach out to them, you know, like, that just barely happened, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah, a couple became ago. a young widow, and we were both like, we, we, need, we, need to, we need to talk to her, we need to, and I don't even know, like, why we think we have wisdom to impart. We're not wise. No, our brains don't work. We're pretty dumb, but... There is something to be said about feeling like you have a community of somebody who can kind of understand. Yeah. When yeah. when Scott died, I had a neighbor that had a good friend that had passed away in his 30s. They were hiking Ooh. in Arizona. And something I don't know if it was a heart attack because he overheated or something. It was yeah. something like that. Super traumatic. Um, mm. He had to be life lighted out, of course, and didn't make it. And so she was there and had witnessed all this stuff my friend's friend. So she, my neighbor put me in contact with her and she brought a girl over, a couple girls over and they're just like, we're so sorry. Here's all the stuff that you need to know right now. Here's a group of widows support on Marco Polo. And these guys are like in their twenties, man. Can you imagine losing your husband at 21? There's actually a girl in the group who her husband, I think they were married about it three months or something it was really short yeah um she she were they were both like 20 21 he had the same surgery as scott the tonsillectomy and the deviated septum this kid was totally healthy his name is parker and three days later just like woke up dead 
or didn't wake up dead. Or, he woke up dead. They're just like, <laughs> oh, look, I can float. <laughs> Maybe he did wake up dead. I don't know. I think actually with him, like, he died around noon, but he was recovering. It's. I think I remember his wife saying that he was awake earlier in the day. Mm. But yeah, so, and because of that guy, Parker, um, his wife and family got a bill passed and I think it was for insurance companies being required to to pay for oxygen monitors oh so there all this stuff is pretty new but yeah so it, but it did help me to have somebody that understood 100 percent, but not 100 yeah. percent. it can never be 100 percent. that's true okay but like 85 percent 82 percent 82 yeah back in 82 that's when I was born oh yeah that's totally true yeah so it's really helpful to have a community and and for those that don't know what it's like to go through it I think it's helpful for them to hear people talk about it right because we're not so aliens even well we can I mean I am but no more than you were before maybe that's true so um Mel and I have both been fairly open about our grief processes right in social media and over and over people always thank me because they don't know how to treat somebody who's going through a crisis and so so many people have thanked me for being open about it because it gives them some guidance on that and so that was also part of the um reasoning behind the podcast was there are people who want this they want to know what to do for people or how to treat them or what to say or what not to say. And so there was a feeling of we can also help people to know how to treat their loved ones or whoever's going through maybe similar, but maybe even not similar. I don't know. Yeah. And it's helpful to reach out and help others when you're going through your own crap. Yeah. So I think we feel like this is a way that well, like you just said, like it can help people. Sometimes I don't want to help anybody and I just want to like eat nachos in my bed. So we're figuring out this podcast thing together. Mel we're, has some skills though, at least. I don't have any skills in my life. Anita has skills. That are not useful she for podcasting. Can, like, could you give me stitches? Like if I... No, but I have a friend who's going to teach me how to do stitches. I've already asked her, but I asked her like a year ago and then like my life exploded so that hasn't been on the to-do list I think what's interesting also about our our different situations is I actually just went through some boxes in the garage earlier today to try and find something to record this with and it was like I started crying I'm like mom I can't it's interesting like I keep it together pretty well but then every once in a while there are times where it just like breaks you so it's always a su- it's a su- like sometimes it's a, it's a su- surprise so sometimes I say it's like somebody has a voodoo doll of me right because I'll be going through life and then I'll like see something and it's like somebody just punched me right in the face mm-hmm. you know or like in the stomach or like you can't breathe for a second and you don't expect those things like for a little while every time I saw an AED on the wall it just made me feel like my heart, like Is somebody that a heart sitting. machine. Yeah. Okay. Like the things that are supposed to save your life that didn't save Jason's life. Right. Yeah. I'm like, this is a trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Except I hate the word trigger. Bothers Sorry. Me. It's okay. I say it all the time. I just, I just, what would you call it instead? A reminder? 
okay so tell me why you hate the word yeah this will be this is like therapy now i just only know it because it's in ptsd and it's an easy explanation right but so for a lot of times so i feel like a trigger is you pull it and then like the gun goes off okay i feel like there's thousands of things that don't reach that point that are just like a jab okay you know what i'm saying but you just keep it inside so Does maybe if it's just using your words better and I don't know. Is that what it's it just, is? No, it's just that I'm stupid. Like there's You're nothing so wrong with the word trigger. Except it that just, you brought me soda. You're not that dumb. Well, you told me to. I know. And I bought yours. Did you get my $5? I thought it was funny. Get <laughs> yourself <laughs> something nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what wives do, right? Widow wives. He was like, I would have bought you a drink anyway. Oh my gosh. They- this first episode is just introducing ourselves and telling a little bit about our stories. Yeah. And then as the episodes go on, we're going to have some different things we talk about. Hopefully have some special guests. We have no idea. Maybe to be we're even going to help people find support animals. That's my dream. That was new for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you doing today to deal with your widow life? Um, I'm going to go home <laughs> and eat some candy. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually been my solution for most things, except for Mel's solution right now is to be on keto. But listen, I have to explain stupid. this. First of all, I hate admitting that I'm on keto because oh. right now it is so trendy. No, it's okay that you said that. I know because you can. It's just so trendy, it. and I'm only doing it because. Here's it's what happened. Trendy. That's why you're doing it. I'm into the trends. When after Scott died, I've never, ever, ever in my life been an emotional eater. Scott mm. actually was a huge emotional eater. Always been an emotional eater. He had stacks of Oreos in our cupboard. Like he what. The kind that he liked, he found the mocha. It was the one. mocha chocolate? You yes. told me because I went through an Oreo phase. Yeah, when it when when Anita and I connected, I found out that she loved Oreos at that time. Yeah, I'm kind of over them now. One time, I dropped off a bunch on your doorstep. Did you eat them all, or did you throw them away? Oh no, I ate them. Okay, for good. sure. Actually, I just found a package of Oreos that was half open that I had stuck in one of Jason's drawers. And I put it in there because I needed to hide it from my kids. But then I forgot about it. Did it? Tra- was it traumatizing for you when you opened the drawer because it was Jason's drawer? But then did it help that it was Oreos? So did it kind of no? Because the Oreos it? were stale now, so I couldn't even oh, eat them. Gross. What's your favorite new flavor of Oreo? Okay, there's a Pop Rocks flavor. What? I've got to get off keto. It's not out right now though, so it's okay. Well, how do you know you like it? Because I've had them in the past. They like have flavors that they bring out and then they take away. They do like seasonal flavors. So Mel is a year and two months ahead of me in widowhood Widowhood. experience. So some of the stuff that she experienced, like I'm going through now because she's a little bit more advanced in her. I'm the Sherpa. Timeline. Not the Sherpa. The Sensei. Why am I not a Sherpa? Because that means you're carrying me. Oh, is that what Sherpas do? Yes. They... I thought they just guided you. No, the Sherpa like carries all the stuff too. Okay, so wait, when people go to Mount Everest. Yeah. The Sherpa is. Who's the guide? That's me. Okay, well the guide is also carrying all of the crap. I don't want to put that on you. When Mel and I first connected, and I, okay, back up. I have met several other young widows And some you connect with and some you don't, right? So when Mel and I first met, we connected pretty immediately. 
And some of the most important connection points were salt and vinegar potato chips, sourdough bread, Oreos. What else? We had some more. What were they? I don't know, but the Beatles. The Beatles. Our friend Bree. Our friend. Oh, I called you my widowhood Mr. Miyagi. That's what I called you. Life is really hard and it sucks and people die and sometimes you become a young widow and sometimes you have to bury a child or sometimes you have to lose a parent, which even though that's something that's in the natural flow of life is still hard. Neither of us have experienced that, but we're just hoping this is a place that gives some information and thanks for joining us as we try to figure out widow we do now. This is my favorite thing to discuss with you. Tell me, what is it? One of my favorite things. I do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs. This is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan, especially when you're a widow, your person is dead, you might have kids, you might need another option, and you just want your phone to work, you want unlimited texting and service, and you want it to be like 25 bucks a month. It blows my mind that they have plans that start at $15 a month. That is so cheap. And the cool thing is, is it uses other 5G networks. And so you don't have to pay extra for that. And you still get great service. Yep. Anita and I have traveled all over and I have used my phone. So I highly recommend it. And my mom's even on it. When my dad died, we put his phone down to the cheapest plan, which is $15 a month. And I think my mom's on the $20 a month plan and it's so worth it. It's so much cheaper than what we were all paying before. So I highly recommend it if you're on a budget or not, who cares? Ryan Reynolds is in charge of the company and they send you free stickers with Ryan Reynolds temporary tattoos. It's kind of the best. So. If somebody wants to sign up, what can they do, Anita? Go to trymintmobile.com slash WWDN. Seriously, you guys, such a great idea. Save yourself some money. And if you're worried about losing data or having any changes with your phone, not going to happen. They walk you through it. Everything's fine. It's the easiest process of all time. Again, that's trymintmobile.com slash WWDN.